Shit's about to get messy. Real messy. Oh, you want my number? Oh, no, sorry. I don't give it up to strangers. <laughs> yeah, but you can listen to my podcast, though. So today we have an actor, writer, mental health advocate. He is all the way from the UK and he is the host of the Cup of Tea podcast. Today we have Real John Baptiste. Did I say that right? Oh, you absolutely nailed it. I nailed it. <laughs> wow. Usually off camera, you know, people say to me, let's go through your name first <laughs> before we <Yeah>. start recording. <laughs> but no, you just I- went- Great. Well, I went in search. I was like, okay, I need to not say this name wrong. So I looked for a video of you saying it. And I was like, okay, he said it. Oh, you got the it. Way yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I would yeah. have probably said it like real, real. I don't know, but I like it. It's a good name. Very <laughs> strong name. If you ever become a mega star, you won't have to change your name into something else. <laughs> uh, well, maybe I'm not. What if I drop the last name? Just real, like Madonna, you know? Just real. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. love it. I love it. I think yeah. it has a really nice ring to it. So yeah. you have a super positive energy. So I'm very excited to have you on today. So thank you for coming. Thank you so much for having me. This is amazing. Honestly, of like course. when I saw what you stood for and what resonated with you, it, it really meant a lot to me because, you know, uh, pushing that message of mental health and that narrative of just talking about it, normalizing that conversation is 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 so important to me. And I know you stand for that as well. And you have like a really fun energy about you. So because when I saw your 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 um instagram for your podcast i was like that's the one i need to get on <laughs> there's a, you know uh yeah. you've got such great energy so thank we you. do different things but i feel like very complimentary kind of in a weird way we come at mental health from a very different angle which i think will be really interesting to see in yeah our conversation today so you are quite creative yeah you are an artist you're a writer um how long have you been doing that for uh, I think, well, actually, do you know what? I actually, I never really saw my life when I was much younger. I never really saw my life going this way, uh, uh, Carissa. I, I, I always, I, I, I studied law at university. Um, oh, and, yeah, I know. <laughs> I <just laughs> look back and I regret it. Yeah, sometimes I look back and I regret it. But also, like, I feel like me taking that decision to study law kind of showed me what I didn't want to do you know mm-hmm. um so I'm kind of glad that I didn't get into that necessarily because that 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 was a path I was going down where it was like you know it was good money and you know it's a it's a respectable job and yeah there was definitely elements of it that I enjoyed but there was a you know when you just enjoy something but you're not fulfilled by it you yes. know there's a, yeah there's a big difference between the two right mm-hmm. and I just felt like it was a it was a little bit too rigid for me you know, and I, for me, wanted to just, I felt like I had this creative gene that I kind of just wanted to explore. And when I was, um, you know, 19, 20, I'm 24 now, but when I was 19, 20, 25 in like two weeks, by the way, uh-huh. um, <laughs> so I missed that part out. Uh, when, still when, young, still very young. <laughs> yeah, still, I'm still treading water. I'm treading water. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Got a couple more years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah when I was like 20 21 you know I really wanted to just explore that essence of creativity and um when I graduated uh university at 21 that's kind of what I did um I I yeah I had no um I had no experience in acting so I went out and I looked for I went out and looked for jobs and everything and I just uh, nowhere would hire me completely understandable I'm like guy like you know what's hey, wrong with him yeah. <laughs> yeah like is he okay does he know that we need the project to be good yeah <laughs> Um, and I was like, okay, interesting. Um, so I couldn't get any opportunities to be honest. Um, Mm -hmm. but then, but then I, I said to myself, well, you know what? I'm just going to write, I'm just going to start writing my own projects. And that's how I sort of fell in love with writing because, you know, if you can't find the opportunity, you kind of have to sometimes make that opportunity for yourself, you know? So I kind of took it into my own hands, wrote a film, cast myself in it and gave me the experience that way. So that's just kind of how it started. But yeah. And what was that film called in case anyone wants to check it out? Mm. Old, it's old? Yeah. Okay. You said it was when you were 19. Yeah. You've done things yeah. since then. It's called The Artist. It's okay. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like every creative piece anyone does, the first thing is just wish you could bury it in a 
in a hole, never see it again, and wipe it completely from the internet and a USB and the university. <laughs> so I get how you feel. Uh, well, that's amazing. So did you have any like struggles with that when it came from coming from law to choosing to go into because like people always talk about the hungry artists and things like that that must have been a really scary shift to go from something that seems almost so guaranteed to something that is very much so not guaranteed so how was that shift and can you tell me a bit about that that is such a good question that is like (laughs) the question of all questions that's great um yeah absolutely um I just need to get my mind around that question yeah of course take your time um no absolutely that do you know what at the time I really didn't even think too much about that I know it is risky and I know it is but at the time I was just having so much fun creating because I think it was something that I kind of had inside of me for a while and it was kind of like bubbling bubbling and I, I I never really had the opportunity to fully explore it because I had law exams on my mind and yeah. you know, law exams are like, if I was to show you my books, the books are like, you know, they're, they're piled up to the ceiling mm-hmm. and it's, it's very difficult to, it's not impossible, you know, cause I still did some stuff. I, I actually started off with doing a bit of music during uni, just exploring what creative avenue was for me. I kind of dipped my foot in different waters of creativity and it actually kind of started with music. I'm the worst, mu- I, I'm not even a musician. <laughs> it is <it's> horrible, <laughs> you know, but I knew it, it wasn't for me, it wasn't the music, it was the creative aspect of self-expression, you know, because mm. that's what it really comes down for me. It was self-expression. And when I first started, um, to answer your question and actually didn't really feel that risk too much because I was just having so much fun and it was kind of like inside me the whole time I wasn't thinking about is this something I'm gonna make am I gonna make a career out of this am I gonna I was actually just doing it because I enjoyed it so much and finally for I would actually say the first time in my life I was feeling that sense of fulfillment and I think if I had to boil it down to something it is that self-expression you know because I'm someone that is very in in touch with my emotional side and emotionally intuitive in that sense and for me it really helps to just get it out somehow whether that be a script and or whether that be poetry or whether that be spoken word I like to just get it out there um and for me that fulfillment is there and but I think now uh as I sit here uh now a couple years later I still have those I I do have those worries I can't sit here and lie I still have those worries of am I going to be able to take it as far as I would like to go or how far would I like to take it you know, those doubts cross my mind all the time, you know, and I do think it's a very natural thing, you know, um, but sometimes you think when you're starting out like this, it's it's like, I don't have the resources, I don't have the connections, I don't have the people, you know, and you feel like you're building, 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 but that is actually part of it, isn't it? Building the mm-hmm. empire. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think about it. I can't say I don't. I do think about that aspect of like, is it is it going to work out? You know, it's yeah. it, risky playing field but that is I would say just to wrap that up I would say that that is completely um it's like completely blown out the water by the fulfillment that I get from creativity yeah so I think that that's kind of the perfect way to know that you're on the right path though then right to at least know that you're fulfilled by it and that you're making these connections and you're making the steps no matter what and look like you've already in what since you're 19 made so much progress so yeah that's really interesting you said something there about your you being very in touch with your emotions I personally noticed that your art seems like very emotionally driven would that be fair to say absolutely absolutely every everything I do is emotionally driven and it might not be necessarily something that's relative to my own life even though a lot of the time it is in terms of my experience but it's it's relative it could be relevant to someone else's life it could be relevant to a conversation I heard on the train but it's something that resonated with me emotionally and I saw the darkness or I saw the beauty in it you know I saw Mm -hmm. something there that resonated with me I cannot write what doesn't resonate with me I can't just write something because I think it sounds good. You know, I have to feel it emotionally and internally. And it has to resonate with me in my own way. It might resonate with you or someone else in a different way. And that's fine. And actually, I want that ambiguity. I want that. I want it to be open to interpretation in some sense. I want it to re- just, just the same way someone else's art will resonate with me in my own way. Maybe not the way they intended it, but in my own way due to, because I am a product of my past experiences. 
So I will see a piece of art or I will see a interaction as uh, different as, for example, you will see it or we might see it yeah. the same, right? But um, yeah, I would say, I would say that for sure. Given, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I loved the poem you wrote about George Floyd. I listened to it over oh, and yeah, over yeah. again. I loved it. Um, oh. I love, yeah, I love how your art is tied into activism, into mental health. And would you say that being creative has helped your mental health journey? I know for me personally, it's been massive. Oh man, it's been groundbreaking. Yeah? It's absolutely groundbreaking yeah um so aside from you know all the work I do just for my own mental health in terms of you know putting things into place adopting certain practices and certain mindset shifts and perspectives and whatnot the form of self-expression I kind of alluded it to to it before but I'll actually put it in kind of different words here the form of self-expression has allowed me to express how I'm feeling in a kind of in a creative way that's very like almost like philosophical you know and I really get a certain fulfillment from that you know I'm not here you know sometimes I don't always just want to say oh I'm feeling anxiety or I'm feeling depressed or I'm feeling anything specific sometimes you don't want to just come out and say this thing specifically why because it's actually not as black and white as that sometimes Mm -hmm. and you know writing something down or or having that self-expression of writing it down in a different way whether you compare it to colors or whether you compare it to the weather or something, you know, just writing it down in a different way, it gives you a wider array of a platform for you to express yourself in a more specific way. And a way I think actually, there will be ambiguity to it for sure, but in a way that can resonate with other people as well, you know, mm-hmm. in a different way though, not just to say I'm mm-hmm. depressed, you're depressed, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, I think everyone has this, by the way, everyone, ha- everyone has the ability to express them to not only feel things, everyone will feel something, but everyone has the ability to express how they feel in their own, in their own way, because they're a product of their own experience. And everyone has that feeling. And some people um, get a kind of a, a, it's a bit of a catharsis for them. That's how I would describe it. It's like a catharsis for me to just get it out there. And, and, and for me, it's very mentally liberating to just to just get it out there and not bottle it up anymore because I think actually I had bottled things up for a long time in my life and in 2019 I had a run-in with panic attacks actually that um you know I just woke up one day and I was experiencing all the physical symptoms of, of panic attacks and I was kind of like just completely engulfed by them and the physical sensations for like six months and and what did that look like for you if you don't mind me asking yeah, of course. That that was a, a that was the, I would say that was the worst one of the worst stages of my life going for a 6 month period of 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 these horrible physical sensations, you know, the, the nausea, the heightened sense of awareness, the increased heart rate. This was something that was quite frequent for for 6 months and and I think it's important to note that the day before that panic attacks those panic attacks started, the day before I was fine. I went to the gym, I went to work, I was fine. You know, and I think if I don't know, but I think that this could have potentially been a buildup of subconscious anxiety that I hadn't dealt with because I never really spoke about it. You know, I never really spoke about it to anyone. Sometimes I felt like actually I didn't have anyone to speak to, to be honest. Um, And it was kind of maybe it was kind of a buildup, a buildup of that that anxiety in the subconscious. And then because I didn't vocalize it and communicate it to anyone, Carissa, it then manifested in the form of a panic attack. It manifested physically because it couldn't manifest verbally. Um, and so, yeah, that, that looked like a, a real challenge for me for, for six months, but I put a lot of things into place to, 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 to get over that, which I have now, thank God. Um, but, um, yeah, I think that that has been, uh, truly, um, groundbreaking for me to actually be able to no longer to, obviously I, I, I'm much more honest about how I'm feeling now in general, you know, and the art is just a, a, a mega bonus for me to just be able to get it out there. But you also mentioned that it's been groundbreaking for you. Can I hear a bit about how was groundbreaking for you as well? Yeah, just in terms of creativity and all that and my mental health. Yeah, so it's actually been something that I didn't really notice. It wasn't one of those things that I was like, oh, I'm going to start being creative and that's going to help my mental health. It was something that I was... Had, I'll be honest I had a pretty like rough childhood it was pretty traumatic and so I my mom put me in dance by the time I was 10 years old and I would dance eight hours a day I would train I ended up at an art school dancing four hours a day and then I would go train for five hours a day after school 
And honestly, it was dancing and being in that creative environment that kept me out of trouble. I think I very could have easily gone the other way and gotten into drugs, gotten into drinking, gotten into trouble, stealing those kinds of things, because those were people who had a life like mine that they people, how do I explain this? People you have similar backgrounds to, you just tend to be attracted to. And for me, I had a lot of the people who I had similar backgrounds to got into a lot of trouble. So dance for me was kind of that saving grace where I didn't really have the time to get into much trouble because I was too busy being creative. And then once I graduated high school, it was a big shift for me because this thing that I relied on for my whole life to help me with my mental health was no longer there. And while I still could dance and things like that, but it wasn't to the same extent as it once was, um, I had to actually go seek out creativity and make time for it in my own life, which I had never had to do. I was always just told where to be and creativity was what I was meant to be doing. So, um, but yeah, so it took up until I was probably like 20, 21, 22 to realize like, oh, like I forgot that being creative is a big part of who I am. And very similar to you, I went to business school and I, um, yeah, just really dove into that, became a very business-minded individual and completely forgot that creativity was one of the things that ever saved me, ever made me feel fulfilled and things like that. So when I was able to find that again through podcasting, through dancing, through writing, things like that, um, I think it was really, really huge for my mental health journey. But Mm. it's not always easy to kind of integrate into your everyday life. So it's fun that I can do it through work and things too, you know? Absolutely. Oh my gosh, I really resonated with something you said there about work as well, like being a creative and then kind of having a kind of like a normal job and or maybe like normal studies at the same time sometimes for me all I can do is talk about in my experience as well because I just resonate what you said sometimes it can kind of not distract you but like make you feel complacent with the job and for me I had various jobs throughout my life you know I still do and sometimes because maybe you have like a regular income and you know things get really comfortable and everyone is really nice at the job and you know you you've got good colleagues and stuff like that everything is just like yeah let me just continue with this and a lot of people actually do you know what it's really sad because you know I actually have quite a lot of friends that really want to you know pursue the arts and pursue creativity but they're just so comfortable in their kind of day job that and there's nothing wrong with that you can be you can you can enjoy your day job you can do you know but they find it difficult to even work outside of the day job because of how much it drains them. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's a full day job. And when you get home after eight, nine hours, you don't want to continue working sometimes. Yeah. You just want to relax and chill now. You've had your day. Um, so, yeah, it, it, you know, it's important to say that creativity comes with a, a big risk, you know. Um, but I'm also interested to know what the podcast has done for you as well. Because obviously yeah. having a podcast as well, yeah, it's so interesting to me. You're interviewing me now. Um, yeah. Welcome to the competition. I love it. Yeah, exactly. Welcome. Crossovers. Um, yeah, it's been huge. It's been an adjustment for sure. I, in my private life, I don't even really turn to the people that are close to me to talk about my personal issues. Like you said, you're very similar or you used to be that you didn't really feel you had anyone to talk to. And I feel I have people to talk to. It's more that I just don't want to burden them (laughs) or I feel this intense guilt, but it's something I'm working on for sure. So podcasting was big for me and just being able to actually like out loud articulate my feelings because I was very, very self-reflective in my own head, but that didn't always translate the same way when it's out into the world or it's tangible things that people need help with. And yeah, it's offered me a ton of perspective and made me able to articulate my emotions much better, I feel. Yeah. Absolutely. How about you? How, what have you found? Because how long has it been since you started Cup of Tea? Cup of Tea... It was, I launched the show July 1st, 2019. Okay. When I launched the show, yeah. And then a few weeks later, I had the first episode. Um, But what you said there is so important and we definitely can't brush over it in terms of what you said about burdening friends and family with, Mm -hmm. with, you know, your own story and whatnot. And that's exactly something that I feel to this day. Um, 
you know, it's 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 not it's a very natural thing, I think, to not want to I think as well sometimes it comes from a place of like you've felt that burden before from people, you know, yes. and you're like, I don't wanna put that on anyone. I don't think that's fair, especially because sometimes when something is put on you, sometimes that person can potentially neglect what you're going through and kind of just blur out everything, not kind of because they're in such an emotional state. It's not that they don't care. They just they've got the blinkers on where they're just not seeing what you're going through, and then you're they're putting your their problems on top of yours, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think it's actually really important, and it was actually someone on my podcast that mentioned this, and it resonated with me to this day, of like you, it sound even if even if it does sound bad, you do have to set boundaries for what you can take yourself, you know. The amount of um um, it's not negativity. It's it's emotional weight that will all that there's everyone has a limit to the emotional weight that they can take that's why people have breakdowns that's why people you know just feel like they can't take things anymore and then they they, they kind of things manifest in different ways psychologically physically um so that's a very very important point and i, I agree with that fine there's 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 a process around that actually i'll tell you what i have um me and my friends during lockdown one of my friends came to me and said do you want to start i'm looking to start a um a emotional support group um, mm -hmm. where fortnightly me and four of my other friends we kind of just get on zoom together and we just say and we each go around in a circle we kind of just each have 15 minutes or 20 minutes to just say exactly how we feel how we've been feeling for that last two weeks it might be negative it might be positive you might have a success story to share you might have a, a story that's made you miserable to share but you just have that time to yourself uninterrupted to just go and just mm -hmm. say exactly how you feel. You can, you can cry if you want, you do whatever you want. And there's one rule, no judgment. You know, no one judges each other. It's just the space to free. If you want to give advice after from other people, that's absolutely fine. If you don't, that's absolutely fine. It's just the space to get it out. You know, I love that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's truly, it's truly been groundbreaking. You know, that's so awesome. Yeah. So it sounds like you got some good friends around you too, which is nice. Yeah. Now yeah. I, I, you know, I feel like sometimes I, 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 I struggled with friends for a while and, um, okay. you know, in recent years, I definitely feel like, you know, I'm, I'm with the right people, which has been amazing. I'm really grateful for that. Was yeah. that just a result of not feeling like you found people that were like you or can you tell me a bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think for a long time, um, there was a, a bit of a discrepancy of, um, kind of, not opening up and opening up you know mm -hmm. I never really felt like I could open up you know and it was a very natural thing so when I got when I when I became friends with you know in the last couple of years when I became friends with uh, my really tight friendship circle now um opening up was just a very natural thing you know I like to express myself and but they express themselves to me and we express ourselves in to each other in a way that it just never feels like a burden it's not a burden you know this is actually just a, a a compartment of our friendship honesty and openness and vulnerability that's just elements of it, it, it isn't like oh let's stop everything and let's have this moment even though we do have the support goal every two weeks um but that's very structured in general we're actually just very open honest and vulnerable with each other and that's why we're able to have those support calls you know because we feel comfortable to just pour out to each other and pour into each other and I think before that it never really felt supernatural for me to do that you know mm -hmm. it, it if anything it was like okay Riel now you have to be open and honest whereas yeah no yes yeah, it just never really Interesting. came across. Yeah. interesting because I have had similar experiences in my life as well so are is this friend group you're referring to are they majority male female non-binary just I'm curious because I don't I feel a lot of males might struggle with having other men to open up to and I just want to know if like do you have that in your life is that how it is for you <laughs> that's a great question um actually it is yeah so I think yeah. that we've I've just me and my friends, it just so happens that we're just all just emotional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Emotional dudes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're all just emotional dudes. We've all just come together. Like we have, you know, I have, um, you know, some, for example, insecurities around, you know, relationships and, and not, you know, because of some past experiences in life where, you know, I've kind of felt feelings of inadequacy um, when it comes to dating, when it comes to relationships. Um, and you know i think that um 
me and my friends, we all relate to each other in a very similar way of kind of that, you know, being young and being on the dating scene. And, you know, um, we all have certain things that we don't feel amazing about um, that in some way we feel holds us back. And in a way that brings us closer together because we have that commonality of, of like, oh, yeah, I have this as well. And they have that as well. So um yeah actually it just so happens that we're all I think as well like we're all kind of we all love creativity we all love self-expression you know a key component for me of creativity and, and being like uh, one of my friends is a, a film director another is a musician another is a life coach you know these for me are all forms of self-expression and yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. all forms of self-expression you know so um we we just love that you know, yeah. not to say that you have to be, it's just that we just all love that. We love to express ourselves in 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 a, in a format that just feels like there's no judgment on the other, coming from the other side. You know, um, that's how I feel with my art and that's how I feel opening up to people as well. You know, I want to just write something down on a piece of paper and I just want it to be, you know, there it is. I there. Just mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I just want to tell you how I feel and, and there it is, you know, and I want people to feel like they can tell me something and I'm not going to judge them and make them feel uncomfortable because they've told me something vulnerable about themselves. You know, I think we need to normalize some things that will sound, you know, sometimes you might, I might open up to you and some of the things I'm saying you might have heard for the first time, you know, mm -hmm. um, but I think we need to normalize that because a lot of people just don't talk about those kind of deeper emotions that they're going through, through fear of embarrassment, through fear of shame. Um, and, and judgment like you said before exactly <laughs> yeah. exactly and i think it's important to actually normalize like oh uh oh okay we have unlimited minutes <laughs> oh did they go oh you get a special gift for being <laughs> so dedicated yeah i don't know it says that every single time i'm like oh thanks my gift That's that so i get weird. every week <laughs> yeah <laughs> i thought if it's just two people you get unlimited it's just time. unlimited you do so i don't know why they act like they're giving me something special yeah exactly <laughs> hey I've, I've spoken too much i'm sorry go ahead <laughs> no 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 this is all about you that's what we're here for um that's really interesting i am really happy to hear you found your group of people and things like that do you have any advice for anyone that is struggling with i guess any I, I want to kind of direct this towards like males who feel they don't have anyone to open up to because I've answered this question with a lot of females before. But yeah, do you feel like what's your piece of advice for men struggling with their mental health, struggling with finding someone to open up to? How do you even start without feeling, I don't know, this shame, this judgment, this not wanting to be so mushy gushy, I guess. How do you get over that, you know? Yeah, I think that for me, actually, what I found is I actually found a great strength in opening up. Um, so I, it actually just felt so empowering, to be honest with you, Carissa. When I open up, when I first opened up in 2019 about and I, and I just kind of I didn't necessarily say it to any one particular person. I actually just made an Instagram story. And I just okay. said, you know what, it's for the self-expression. I know some people would say, oh, it's attention seeking, but actually it was the self-expression I wanted to do. You know, it was like, let me just, I just didn't want to feel like I had this secret anymore. I didn't want to feel like I just had to put up a facade, you know? And then when I actually came out with that, Carissa, a lot of people said, what, you, you're going through something mentally? Like you're always so happy and bubbling stuff. And obviously things are not always as they seem as we come to mm -hmm. find out, right? Um, <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. <laughs> and, um, you know, for me, it was actually that kind of outpouring of appreciation and support that I felt that really, really gripped to me and made me want to just. That's when I really had, you know, it was after the panic attacks and everything. That's when I really had this urge to get the mental health message out there and just say how I'm feeling. And, you know, how I felt after the outpouring of appreciation and support, I wanted to give that feeling to other people as well. I said, if I can do that, wow because that was groundbreaking for my mental health, you know? And what I would say, what I would say to any um, guys, girls, whatever, who's out there, I would say, and as I don't think it's actually just applicable to guys, I think it's applicable to everyone, everyone. right? It's almost like a very, it's a, it's a universal feeling, a universal feeling of, um, of like a cathartic kind of energy where I think it's important if you're, I have to just put it in a very simple way, right? If you're feeling like 
if you're feeling a lot of tension and stress and um, uh, uh, yeah, if you're feeling a lot of tension around opening up and you literally feel like you just cannot open up and you have that, you, you have this thing inside of you where it's like, I just cannot speak about this to anyone, you know, you're not always gonna be just ready to, to speak about your mental health. You know, mm. I think we need to also normalize that because people say, talk about it, talk about it. Yeah, of course, talk about it, but talk about it when you're ready to talk about it. Mm -hmm. because you, I could come out here, for example, and open up and I, and, what, and I don't know mentally that I'm not ready for unsolicited advice. I'm not ready for people coming to me now saying, oh, this and that, you know, I, I don't know. What, I, there's, for every action, there's a reaction. What if yep. I'm not ready for that reaction and it actually makes my mental health decline? What if it does that? What if I'm not ready for the attention that comes with it after? What if I'm not ready for the questions? What if I'm not ready for the responsibility? You know, what if, I'm, what if I don't have the answers for what people are asking me after I've come out about it? You know, that could actually have a negative impact on yourself. So mm. no one can tell you how you're feeling. I would just recommend you tune into yourself, tune into yourself, look inward. How am I feeling? How does it feel? Say it in the mirror to yourself. Does it feel natural? Do you feel ready for this? Only you can answer that question. So I can't even give you guidance. You have to look inward and say, how do I feel about opening up about this? Is that the right thing for me? Because it's important to normalize that it's not always going to be right at that moment. Mm -hmm. Now, I think it's a good thing to open up. And if you're not ready to open up, you have to remember this. It's not like you're just sitting around. There's things you can put in place to help your journey to maybe get you to a point where it is uh, a right time for you to open up. And by the way, opening up isn't doing a story on Instagram like I did, right? Oh, that's one format of the self-expression. Yeah. But there's all that. <laughs> but there's also loads of other forms, you know? They're speaking to a trusted family member, speaking to a trusted friend, they speak, there's, there's seeking out therapy, mm -hmm. you know? They're talking to a doctor. These are, these are more kind of confidential things, you know, where it is kind of just stay in the room between you two, you know, and there's, there's, I would say, explore those different options and see what resonates for you, because it doesn't always need to be done in a public fashion. It doesn't need to be this thing where you come out and because, you know, people talk, talk about coming out and, and, and saying how you feel and then everyone knows. It doesn't need to be like that, you know, mm -hmm. and I have to say this, the, what I would say to men specifically, actually whoever, I would say, because I know there is that whole stigma with, with men around, you know, not wanting to be mushy gushy. So I think that it is actually important that I address men at this moment and say, and I can only, in a, in a very kind of, speaking from an anecdote here, just, I would just say, do not underestimate just exactly, just, just the, form of expression just getting it out there just saying how you feel don't underestimate that in in and of itself that has done so much for me sometimes i just when i open up i don't need to hear anything back i don't need advice i don't need you to tell me exactly the next steps that i need to be taking it was the fact that i just needed to get it out there it was the fact that it was bottled up so much so i would say to the guys out there maybe you have to put on the line this mushy gushy but what is that what is that expectation that you can't be like that what does that even mean mm -hmm. you do realize that so that okay someone or society is telling you that you're not allowed to cry that you're not allowed to be emotional is that what you really want to is that the guideline or criteria that you really want to follow is that how you want to be for the rest of your life i doubt it you know is it worth it <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> it's not worth it especially because of what you could potentially get back emotionally from opening up to someone or just seeing how you feel or writing it down or just getting it out there in some format, right? The other person doesn't need to be Dr. Phil or whatever and just give you all the answers on the spot, <laughs> you know? Just that form of self-expression can do so much for you and give you a sense of mental clarity because it's not bottled up in here anymore. It's out there and that feeling of, oh, it's a secret, it was a secret, that weight is lifted off your shoulders, right? And you have this kind of like, in my case, you have this kind of mental focus of like, okay, I feel like I, 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 I can move forward with a slightly cleaner energy right now because that's off my weight, that's off my chest, you know? So just do not underestimate what that can do for you, even um, in light of not receiving uh, this, you know, expected advice that everyone is expected to give, you know? Sometimes it's just about listening you know yeah. that could mean yeah. the world to someone you know that yeah. could mean the world to you so yeah, yeah that's 
That's really good advice. I really like that. And he's got his tea. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, I hope this isn't the case. <laughs> Have you received any pushback for opening up publicly or anything like that? Or has it been pretty smooth sailing for you? You know what? I would say in my case, it's been relatively smooth sailing. However, when I first came back, when I first came out talking about mental health, there were some questions um, that came from um, some people. Um, some of them I knew, some of them I didn't knew, know, and some of them questioned the um, doing it publicly. Um, some of them questioned like, oh, is it for attention or like, or some people were saying, was it for attention? Other people were saying like, is it like, it wasn't, I'll, 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 I'll preface this in a second. It's just, you know, other people were saying it's like, is there a need to do this publicly? Like you can handle this in a better way. You know, you could do therapy, you could do these. So people were, but what I have to say, Chris, is like, I don't look at this as like a attack on me or pushback, like, mm, like you shouldn't be doing this stigma. You know, I, I actually don't look at it like this. I think it's, it's more ignorance, you know, and ignorance sounds like a harsh word. And I think that's, it, it's actually not, you know, I could be ignorant, I'm ignorant of many things. And so you, everyone's ignorant of something right mm. or many things you know you don't know everything right yeah you don't know everything so I think it actually comes from a sense of ignorance or um um uh, miseducation or misinforming where like they just don't have the knowledge on mental health to to understand the deeper impact of what self-expression to for, for me it was actually about kind of opening up to people that really you know this was a few years ago um and on my Instagram, it was just like, I didn't know everyone on Instagram. So it was kind of that self-expression of like, I don't need to address this later because I don't really know you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know yeah. everyone. Yeah. yeah, I don't really know everyone on here. So it wasn't like, it wasn't actually, that was less intense. Even though it was more people, it was less intense because I didn't have that relationship or obligation to kind of sit down with each of these people and talk to them like I would a close friend or family member. Um, and at the time, that's how it felt. It just felt so easy and natural to just record myself talking about it and 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 um yeah so I would say it was it was misinformed pushback it wasn't malicious I have to say that I have to preface that it wasn't like oh you shouldn't be doing this because you know it was more like it was more like is this for attention like you know um so I did receive a little bit of pushback but the, I have to say that the love and support completely was like that blew, blew that out of the water yeah <laughs> um yeah. That oh makes god me you happy. yeah you too there we go oh. Oh, you there again? I can see you. Can you see me? Oh, you're back. You're back. Okay, good. Classic. Yeah, you, just happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Well, I just want to go back to something you said right there. You said, oh, can you hear me? Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Okay. Um, how, so you said there that people were kind of asking you, is there a need to do this publicly and things like that? Um how do you feel like why do you feel that was necessary to do it publicly mm. yeah um I didn't actually feel that it was necessary to do anything really mm -hmm. um I felt I felt I feel like this is and just kind of what I was saying about giving my advice to people opening opening up you have to do what resonates with you mm -hmm. and to speak from a very honest place sitting someone down one-to-one -one, and feeling like I need to get advice and feeling like, you know, someone has to change my life with after opening up to them and, and giving me this guidance that didn't resonate. It didn't resonate with me to sit down with someone with a, with a friend or family member one to one and just hash all this stuff out. It didn't feel completely natural for me to do that at the moment. I gotcha. don't think I, I think that I wasn't. I'm sorry. I said, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think I was ready for that kind of intensity, to be honest with you, because once that was out there in that fashion of like, you know, one to one, I don't think I was ready for that. I wanted something that was a bit more, it, even though it was more people on Instagram that were seeing me talk about it, it was like, and sure, family and friends would see it as well, you know, but it was in an indirect way, you know, so even if I did need to address it later on with family and friends, it was it was in a different way it wasn't me opening up for the first time it was kind of already out there so the yeah. secret was out you know and it wasn't like this big <sighs> okay guys here's what's going on I kind of 
neutralize that by explaining it on Instagram first. And mm. I think I found a comfort, like I was mentioning before, I think I found a comfort in the fact that I didn't know a lot of the people on Instagram. So there wasn't this obligation or need to explain in any more detail. Of course, if people reach out, then that's a different story. But you know, I'm, but you I'm, don't I'm, have to answer. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it also comes from me as an artist where it's like, I enjoy that form of self-expression you know and to, uh, so yeah for me I didn't actually feel like it was necessary I didn't feel like it was necessary to do anything right but mm-hmm. I just did what resonated with me it wasn't like I sat down and ticked off like okay this is what I'm going to do this is not what I'm going to do I just did what naturally resonated with me what felt right intuitively and for me that was recording a video just speaking very openly and honestly about um, what I was going for at the time just not feeling great just feeling feeling miserable feeling like you know, uh, there was a lot of pressure in my mind. Um, and I just, I just spoke about that for the very first time. And it felt natural to me. It felt natural to me because I I was into the arts before that. And, you know, speaking to the camera was very normal for me, you know, just kind of like just flowing, you know, talking about art, talking about creativity, doing reviews and stuff like that. So for me to do it, it actually felt the most natural. It was a little bit nerve wracking, right. Talking about it for the first time. But I went with what resonated with me and I would I would recommend that to everyone. What actually sink into it, like obviously influence is going to even me right now. I'm influencing people by, by telling them what I what my opinion is. Right. So even that yeah. is an influence. It's very difficult to say, don't be influenced by something, you know, and look inward. But just ask yourself the question, what resonates with me? You could hear something about coming out publicly. You could hear something about speaking to a therapist. You could hear all this stuff great take all that information in and then think what what is what is resonating in your soul which one of those really works for you you know so um don't just listen to this and listen to me and and just go out there and do exactly what i did or or don't just listen to any one story know that you have options you're not backed into a corner know that you have options and i would actually say chris if you don't mind i would say anyone that is scared of pushback and backlash I would go out on a limb here and say that, you know, people talking more about their mental health from what I've seen and from my experience, I think there's more support being shown. Maybe you might get the odd one or two people that think you're doing it for attention and whatnot. But I think as well, like post pandemic, Carissa, like a lot during the pandemic and the various lockdowns, I think a lot of people experienced issues with their mental health that maybe they were experiencing for the first time. So a lot more people are becoming privy and kind of knowledgeable about mental health because it's something that they've now been through because they've mm-hmm. never had to be for various months and weeks or whatever. Um, and they start experiencing things with their mind and that makes it more relatable for them, the idea of mental health. I think that the pandemic has helped to, it helped is an interesting word, but it hasn't done any good in that sense but what i'm saying is it's it's um it's you know people that are experiencing mental health it's become a lot more understandable you know Mm -hmm. with the lockdowns and with the stress that covid has has brought everyone you know it's like yeah you would be going through something because just this is so unnatural and so many people have been harmed and 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 stuff by, by covid so yeah i would say that you know find comfort in that if you were to open up to someone unless you really just got like a really bad egg in front of you you know I would feel confident that you know you would get some variation of support you know yeah Um, I would agree with that statement and I think it's pretty easy it might not be easy to open up but it's pretty easy to open figure out what people around you are going to be better to open up to than others you know like I think that that's not too too hard to figure out so I would say don't open up to the wrong people as well because I know that that can be um, problematic all that so (laughs) Um, what resonates yeah getting the unsolicited (laughs) advice (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) I want to switch gears a little bit quickly um where yeah as we kind of come towards the end so you seem to have such a positive positive attitude despite being like you mentioned before um having panic attacks not anymore not anymore is that fair to say or i still have um essences of panic symptoms yeah um but not full-blown bone panic attacks every no. day okay no. but i get i can get very jittery in in you know uh and sometimes it can come on just from like any you know just any any little thing um you know and still sometimes there's that essence of it 
but not not full blown. Thank God, I've done a lot of, a lot of work on it though. You know, yeah. this was the process of over over two years now. You know, um, uh, just a few days ago, it was a, a two years exactly since I had experienced my first big panic attack. So um, I've done a lot of work on it in therapy, in my knowledge, and actually using my body to neutralize those symptoms as well. Using breath work, using different techniques, meditation and whatnot. So you know um yeah i've done a lot of work on it and i've really could say that i've now i'm i'm not scared of panic attacks i've come okay. to a point where i'm not scared um so if i do feel any of those sensations in 2019 i was absolutely terrified i'd wake up every day just thinking oh my god oh my gosh like, another day of panic yeah <laughs> oh yeah you exactly correct you, you mm. said it perfectly. I've got another <laughs> you know, another day I, in my oh, life <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Help me. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, and um, educating myself on exactly why my body was doing these things was absolutely groundbreaking for me. So when I realized that it was just this, my body and my mind essentially perceiving this imminent threat that was coming, even though the threat was imaginary and in the subconscious, my body is almost preparing for war in that sense. It's like, all right, let's, let's get them ready, even though there's no threat, but it's perceiving yeah. threat. So I know what's going on there. And I know that this time will pass. So I sink into it instead of tense up and I just let it take its course. And that's made it become way less frequent, way less mm -hmm. frequent and much more manageable. Mm -hmm. um, I think people always have these, people always have senses of anxiety and, and panic symptoms. That That's something that's very Normal. natural. Whether, yeah. yeah, exactly. Whether you identify it or not. And it's not about just kicking it forever. It's about managing it, mm -hmm. you know? Oh yeah, there's so much I could say on that, but anyway. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> No, yeah. I think that that's really, I really resonate with what you said there. I personally have had a very similar journey. So I uh, hear you yeah. and see you. So I'm, yeah. So yes. <laughs> but what, so you went from feeling this way of panic to seemingly having such a positive attitude. Did you have that before the panic attacks? Did you maintain that outward appearance during kind of, are you really feeling that positive all the time? I got lots of questions in there, but. <laughs> no, that's a great, that's loads of really good questions. Um, no, I'm not feeling positive all the time. I'm, I'm, I'm happy at the moment because I'm here with you and we're having a really good conversation, wow. but you know. <laughs> um, no, 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 no. I'm not happy all the time. And um, sometimes it's not, I don't have like, I, I would say I'm a lot happier in general now than I was as opposed to two years ago, a lot happier. And I mean, bundles happier. Yeah. Because I've, I've implemented these, these strategies and practices that have made what I'm going through, especially physically, a lot more manageable. Um, and I've, I've, I've just done so much work in the last mm. two years of, of mindset, uh, on my mindset, on my perspectives and whatnot. And um, am I all... I think what's important to note here is like I might not always be in a happy energetic charismatic mode right oh you froze doesn't necessarily mean I'm feeling bad I'm sorry you froze sorry? there for a second but I think oh, I got everything thing. you said <laughs> yeah you said you, you correct me if I'm wrong you said you were in a just because you have a positive kind of aura doesn't mean that you're always feeling positive. That was kind of the last thing I got. Oh, okay, okay. Let me let me repeat then. Yeah. Um, I think maybe it cut off the, the last bit. I said. Mid, in the middle, yeah. Exactly, yeah. I think that, um, am I back now fully? Yes. Okay, wicked. <laughs> um, it's so annoying when that happens, right? I know. Um, <laughs> I think that, you know, uh, even I think the great thing here is like even even if I am not feel because every day I don't feel amazing some days I feel great and then some days I don't you know mm -hmm. um and a lot of that depends on my mindset for that day you know sometimes I sink into this like kind of like <sighs> mindset of like you know oh just you know everything's not working out and you know it's like and it's 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 very regressive in that sense you know I'm not thinking I'm not being solution orientated I'm more just sinking into it like oh I just want to lay here and watch Netflix and I don't want to do anything you know I don't want to work on anything um yeah. but then there's, there's some days where you face adversity and it's almost fun you're like I because I know how I'm going to get over this I know yeah. what I'm going to I'm going to work I'm strong I'm enough to do this yeah 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 
I'm I excited to work to get over it. I'm excited to find the solution. You know, I'm excited for this day, even though it doesn't look like everything's going my way. I'm okay, let's go, yeah. you know? And then some days yeah. you don't feel that. However, the one thing I just want to say here is what for me, so in recent times, I would say in like the last five months, four months, I've become very, very honest about what I've been going through in my life. In my past, my recent, now I've just been, honesty and authenticity has been absolutely groundbreaking for me because it's like I'm living each day now with really no regrets. You know, I don't want to turn, so even if, even if I say something and maybe someone doesn't want to hear that because I'm giving my honest opinion or I'm just letting them know exactly how I feel emotionally about myself or about them, even if that's not what they want to hear, I'm able to move forward and think, do you know what? I still gave them the respect of telling them the truth. You know, I didn't water it down. I didn't sugarcoat it. I didn't dress it up in fancy clothes. I just said, I said how I'm feeling. <laughs> and that doesn't, mean that, that doesn't mean you go around offending people. That just means you're speaking your truth. And actually I've had such a good uh, response from that, that that has really given me a sense of empowerment because I actually wrote down recently, your truth is someone else's superpower. Because I got, I got very, I'm very inspired by when my friends tell me very deep stories and that they're truth. And I'm like, wow, that is so authentic and vulnerable. And I'm inspired by that, you know, to speak my truth and get very vulnerable about what I'm doing. And I, I there's uh, like, you know, right? We, we met on Clubhouse, you know, I go on some rooms, some mental health rooms and just speak very authentically in some of those safe spaces. And then some people will back channel me and talk to me about how that really inspired them to, 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 cause they've been going through something in a, very in that kind of niche format as well and that just means the world to me that, that you could even speak to one person let alone a few and um yeah oh yeah so I, I lost track there so what I want to no say worries. even 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 if um I'm not feeling you know super positive and I'm feeling like a little bit down on a certain day I almost see I don't try to force myself to be happy you know like oh you know like I don't try to because that actually puts a bit of a mental weight on me in like in 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 the form of like I'm now having to put on a facade and having to be and actually I think it's very important for me to surround myself with people where they'll take me as I am on any given day you know so if I'm not feeling amazing they'll allow me to see yeah (laughs) right yeah it's been, a, yeah, I don't, I don't like being around people where I feel like oh, I'm going to have to spring up because that's the expectation of me. I'm getting rid of that expectation, Carissa, you know, because I did have that bubbly expectation of like, oh, he's always fun and joking. I'm kicking, I kick that ASAP. <laughs> because that is, <laughs> that's very unhealthy for me. Um, and I think it's actually kind of indirectly unhealthy for other people because they're not getting. You. Um, and I don't necessarily enjoy being around people where I feel like I have to put on a facade. But even though that's that's not really a them thing, that's more a me thing, right? I should be comfortable enough to, no matter whoever that person is, to just sink into my own emotions and be who I am that day. So that's more me. Um, and so what so what what I'm doing there is so even if I am having a kind of like uh, uh, not a great day, I find comfort in the fact that I sink into that and I let that be and I feel those emotions actually that in itself is quite rewarding to feel like I'm able to just be myself right it takes the pressure off me you know mm-hmm. so of course it's, it's not great to not have a great day and feel down but at least I don't need to act like I'm up yeah. you know <laughs> so uh, yes. um, for me normalizing having a having a having a bad day has actually indirectly helped me because I'm I, I'm not as shocked by them anymore I don't have to summon up all this courage anymore to get through the day. I just sink into it and I let it feel how it feel. How does it feel? Where's my body taking me? Where's my mind taking me? You know, how can I change this? Right. Not how can I fake this? How can I change this? Mm-hmm. You know, um, not just ignoring it and, and being like, hey, you know, and then dealing with it later and letting it creep back on you. No. What can I work on today? You know, anyway, sorry. Love it. <laughs> No, that was, that was unreal. That was such a good point. I think I do because 
yeah, I think that a, a lot of people get the opposite advice of if you're feeling sad, you should just pretend you're feeling per like perfectly fine, great. Um, and that as a result will make you feel better. And that's not always the case. And that kind of advice can be really damaging to some people. So can't all kind of advice can be taken the wrong way, but you know, exactly. yeah, um, I really thought that that was a great place to kind of leave it. I have one final question for you. <laughs> How do you make the perfect cup of tea? <laughs> oh, what a question. What a question. Oh man. We have what, someone what? from the UK. We need to get the, I know that there's a proper way to put the sugar in the milk in all that. And I need to know. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I feel like I'm representing England at the moment. You this are. No like pressure. A cup of tea Olympics, you know? Yeah. <laughs> tea Olympics. How do you make a cup of tea? Oh, this is my dream question. Oh, you look so I'm elated. I waited for this my whole life. Um, let's see. How do you make a cup of tea? Well, how I make a cup of tea is this might sound strange to people, but I actually use evaporated milk, right? So I don't use oh. standard yeah <laughs> like the milk, whole canned milk kind of yes okay yes, yes. so this is okay. how i make it so now i'll just tell you my process so um bang boil the kettle right and you've got your headphones in you got your music playing and you're just jamming out in the kitchen you know like wham 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 <laughs> you know let the music play um <clears throat> as the kettle boils as the kettle's boiling you get your tea ready get your cup ready um tea bag in first now, depending on how many sugars you want, I was having two sugars for a long time, and then I was okay. heavily advised, like, this is too much sugar. Sugar, like, yeah. You cannot have... Smells like my grandma, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you cannot have two sugars consistently. Like, that's just not good. So I cut it down to one and a half sugars. Um, <laughs> not one. Yeah, not one. One was too much. One was a bit too much. But also what I'm doing is one scoop of sugar shake it to level it out, right? So it's not a heap anymore. It's like a nice leveled out. Yeah, uh, this is groundbreaking stuff, honestly. Like we're gonna be on the news after this. I and think then, so. <laughs> bang, all right? Next scoop of sugar, level it off. So it's not a heap anymore, we're being healthier. And then dip it a little bit to, heart, to, to cut it in half, bang in there, right? Now, kettle boils. Now what you wanna do, there might be some lime scale in the kettle. All right, let's have a very honest conversation. Lime scale? Lime scale, yeah. Lime scale can, can accumulate in the, in the kettle, right? Because I don't know if you've ever seen this. What is that? Lime scale. Oh, God. I, I don't know how to okay, explain it. Okay, is, is it like the little like stuff on the top? Yes. Like the little yes. oil, kind of? Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. That's it, yeah. It's like, it looks like oil, but it's actually like pieces as well. Okay. It's like, it looks exactly like it. It, it okay. accumulates in the kettle. And if you, if you pour it too quickly... A lot of that lime scale can come on the top and then you have to like scoop it out or it's like little bits and you don't want that. Okay. Now to avoid that, as soon as the kettle boils and it's finished boiling, let it sit for like a minute. And then what does that do? It allows the little lime scale bits, if there is any, you might have a very clean kettle. <laughs> um, but if there is any lime scale, the lime scale will sink to the bottom of the kettle, right? Yeah, so after a minute it will sink to the bottom. So then when you pour it, it's not just floating on the top. It's not the first thing that goes into the tea then comes up. You see, so let it sink to the bottom after a minute, pour the tea, you know, get it to about there, leave space for milk. If you want milk, you might have a black tea, right? And then the important thing is you want to leave it now for a minute, minute and a half. It depends how, if you like it normal, then a minute. If you like it strong, a minute and a half. I like it strong. Now, what are you doing? In, now, here, here's the thing. Don't pour the milk instantly. I've just found this as my own thing. Don't pour the milk instantly. Stir it for that minute. Stir it for that minute because you're getting all that juicy goodness, Carissa, out of the. <laughs> this is so passionate. Such a big process. I said, this is such an extravagant process. I, can't I know. Believe it. I know. This is like a whole thing. This is England, okay. darling. Get with I the know. Oh my gosh. Big thing. Big I am thing. not ready for a tea party. <laughs> <laughs> at the tea party you spend about half the time making the tea making the tea yeah exactly by the by the time the tea's made we're all ready to go home yeah <laughs> just go to starbucks yeah just stir it to get all the stir it for that whole minute carissa to get the, the juicy goodness out of the tea bag right so it's not just like you know just coming out just yeah 
get it out, get it out. Yeah. Um, and then after the minute, bang, two dashes of milk, right? It depends how mil- milky you like your tea. I don't like it too milky, mm-hmm. but you know, pour a little bit of milk. What you want to do is you want to go along those lines. But as you're doing that, the whole time, stir, 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 stir. Trust me, because you're fusing all the flavors together and you're just getting lovely tea afterwards. Uh, squeeze the tea bag against the side of it, throw it away. Look Got at this it. masterpiece you've made. Uh, get into a very comfortable position, press play on Netflix, and voila. <laughs> the perfect cup of tea. Riel's cup, cup of tea. Of tea. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. That was so good. I'm actually going to take so much away from that. You have no idea. <laughs> that was so good. Please do, darling. Please do. Awesome. <laughs> love it. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me and open up to me and all that. You've been great to have on such a positive energy. So thank you. You are such an amazing person. You really are. Like you've got, like, obviously, obviously we've just kind of met, but you're, you have this kind of energy of like, you're so easy to talk to, (laughs) so understanding. So like, I just don't feel like, just feel like, I don't know. I just feel like you're okay. Like, 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 like telling you kind of like more vulnerable things just feels very natural to me. Good. You know? uh, Good. Oh, you're positive. Says a little bit about your journey and, and, and the kind of person you are. Oh, am I, am I, am I freezing? It's just going in and out, but now you're back. <laughs> oh, <okay>. Classic. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. I know. Um, That's okay. Yeah, I, say I appreciate Thank you. you. Thank you Thank so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm glad we got to do this. Is there anywhere that people can see the movies you've done, the poems you write, find you on socials? Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say just two socials really, and thank you for that. I would say on Instagram, just, um, I don't know, maybe you could put it down here, but um, on Instagram, just follow follow me on Instagram really. It's I am number four, R-I-E-L. I'm for real. For real. (laughs) Yeah. Well, dance party end off the day. Um, Perfect. Yeah. And then for all and uh please definitely um subscribe to my podcast. I'm sure I'll have Carissa on at some point as well, which would be incredible. Love would that. you podcast? Of course I would. Yeah, whenever, of course. Yes. That'd be <laughs> um yeah, please, uh John Baptiste uh on youtube cup of tea podcast um lots to do with mental health lots to do with creativity lots to do with entrepreneur progressive thinking and honesty and authenticity and tr- it's still a work in progress it's not perfect just trying to be very honest with myself and with the guests i bring on so thank you so much i really appreciate it of course okay well thank you so much thanks and guys i'm sure we'll chat soon thanks everyone for listening Bye.